still be strikes. So. Cops. 
Cops. World's worst cops. Criminals. World's worst criminals. Texting. Infection. Award speeches. Awards. Rappers. Rappers. And rappers. Okay. Uh, put 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 maybe a W in there. Like. It's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then last one. Award speeches. Speeches. Speech. Speech. Cool. Now each team gets one veto. Cops. 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 Veto. Fuck the cops.
supposed to share their opinion on this life that I've been living and shit that I've been getting into. Excuse me, but what's your business here? What's your motive? I see the sink in your eyes. I don't know who to confide. I keep on crossing my eyes and sipping on the tea. I watch my mental. I trip trying to fucking predict who will slip, catch him shitting on my name real quick. But it's cool. I got you. I feel it. I'm quick with it. To the voices in my head, I be like, people think they know a bitch mental. I'm like, Shit you don't supposed to shut up Shut up I'm like shut up Voices are flipping my head I'm telling them People think they know a bitch mental I'm like Speaking on shit you don't supposed to Shut up I say shut up I say shut up Welcome to the Weekly Review with Roman. Today, it is Friday, June 7th, 2019. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are broadcasting live from Mutiny Radio. We're in the Mission District. We're in San Francisco. We're on Ohlone land, and one way folks can give back to the land that we're on, if you, if you go to the Segorate Land Trust, or if you type in Shumi Land Tax, and that's S-H-U-U-M-I Land Tax, um, you can give back to folks who were on this land before us and that's one way to give back forgive me as i am starting off the show a little bit uh i prepared and also would like to have prepared more Ugh, there's that saying fake it till you make it and i never quite liked that saying i understood part of it and also i feel it's important to uh show our humanity and show our vulnerability and i want to get to a lot today so that's why part of the reason i'm talking quickly and also wanted to play a lot of great music from trans artists, so I wanted to share that with some folks. The most, the last song we played was called Shut Up, and that was by La Femme Bear with Bella King, and you can find that at lafemmebear.bandcamp.com. 
And before that, I've got a lot of tabs open, so please bear with me as I go through. Before that, we heard a couple songs from Sapphire Long. You can find them at sapphirelong.bandcamp.com. And before that, we heard O Mutants by XD Legit, and you can find that at xdlegit.bandcamp.com. And also going to plug a couple of shows. There's a lot of queer events happening uh, this month. So there's a Queer Rebel Fest um, where um, XD Legit will be playing tonight. Um, so if you go type in Queer Rebel Fest, you can find all that info. And, and uh, La Femme Bear is also playing at uh, Queer Rebel Fest tonight. So if you're in the Bay Area, please do check that out. I'm going to go moving quickly. Also a lot to talk about. Also feel like ranting because there's a lot of terrible things that are happening in the world and it's important to name them and to witness that they're happening and also find out ways that we can work to end them and, and stop it. And uh, it's a lot. <sighs> I am already overwhelmed and I've just started talking and haven't even, even gotten to the things that have happened yet. I can go down a laundry list. I oftentimes start a list as the week progresses of stories I want to get to. Some are local, some are international. It really just depends on what's happening. And if you're listening to the first the show for the first time, it's not a comedy show. Someone asked me that once, uh, a guest came in, and they were like, is this a comedy show? And I was like, no. And I would like it to be, and also, and I understand the importance of finding humor in difficult situations, and also, I would like to get to that point where uh, one can, uh, uh, you know, the, the saying, tragedy plus time equals comedy, and right now, the terrible things are happening in the moment. So it's really difficult to laugh right now when people are being killed. Oh, gosh, what a downer. Oh, well, it's also, it's happening, and uh, I can't lie about it. So there are people who are lying about it who are in positions of power, and they need to be stopped by any means. So I'm putting that out there, as I do often on the show. A few things that come to mind off the top of my head, things that have seriously upset me. <sighs> a number of trans women have been... Uh, I also want to provide a, a trigger warning for the show, too, and I have this difficult time in terms of partially online and also I think on the show too wanting to share what's happening in the world and not further traumatize or further cause harm to folks who already are aware of it and and living in this and at the same time I want to notify people who might not be aware of what's happening so it's a difficult line and I feel like I don't know it's something I'm constantly working on and I feel like not sure how else to I just have to go out and say it. Um, so a number of black trans women have been killed so far. I think the number's up to nine so far that have been reported in 2019. Um, so that's something that's been happening. And of course, there's been a steady increase in the, in the last few years of transphobic violence. I read in the Examiner, a trans woman was just pushed down, um, who was waiting for a bus in the Castro recently. Uh, there was a gay bashing um, outside the DNC, which happened last week here in San Francisco as well. And San Francisco and the Bay Area has this reputation of being this quote-unquote progressive area. And I also want folks to recognize, perhaps compared to some other areas in the country, it, it is that. And also 10% of the residents here in the city voted for 45. So putting that out there. And also in terms of the just draconian, I don't know that that word comes to mind, but the just, uh, I don't have words strong enough to how re reprehensible the the laws that are in place, and of course, the laws have nothing to do with what's right or what's just. There are uh, homeless folks and poor folks are criminalized in this city. There have been sweeps against homeless folks. So that's part of it. And also just there are thousands of people who are on a wait list every day for a shelter bed. It's over a thousand every day. That includes children. And it's legal, even though it's f and it's fucked up. 
that the uh, excuse me, DPW, Department of Public Works, and SFPD routinely go and they steal people's belongings. So these are folks who already don't have housing. Many of whom I think it was over seventy percent of the folks who are on the street were previously housed in San Francisco. So people get kicked out when the rents go way up, and then they're further criminalized. And people's possessions are taken, their medications, their family photos. Think about if you had to get kicked out, if you were kicked out of your home, what would you take with you? And then imagine you have at least these possessions with you, these items that mean a lot to you. And then the city workers come in and they take it from you. And they they say, oh, we bag it and tag it, like you'll get it back. And they don't. So there's a new... Um, project out called, I believe, Stolen Belongings, and they've been recording this as well as as the Coalition on Homelessness. A lot of folks have been reporting about this, and it's also fucking disgusting. So that, and also recognizing how many, I think it's 40% of youth who are on the streets are LGBTQ, so many folks folks who have been kicked out of their homes by their parents or guardians, um, not to mention folks who are unable to find jobs. There's job discrimination, there's housing discrimination, I saw an article recently. I haven't read it yet, although I, it's uh, I think like over half of folks are afraid to come out at work. So that's, a, that's another thing too, where there's this. There, it's Pride Month, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of corporations that are like changing their logos to have rainbows on them, as if that somehow um, absolves them of any homophobia and transphobia they have in their policies or their hiring practices or what they do with their wealth. Also, don't donate to HRC. If you happen to have capital, donate to other organizations. And there's a lot of other organizations that actually help people. Um, So I want to also (sighs) mention those. One organization that folks can help out is TGI Justice. And if you go to tgijp.org. Um, that's the transgender, gen, excuse me, transgender, gender variant, and intersex justice project um, that helps a lot of folks who are inside and outside of prisons. It's a prison abolitionist group um, started by Miss Major. So that's a really important organization that folks can lend their support to. There's also Trans Lifeline, which is a, a suicide prevention hotline uh, run by and for trans folks. There's also Black and Pink, which uh, it's a way that connects folks who are incarcerated, queer folks that are incarcerated, with other folks on the outside who can write letters, send books, um, another way to provide support for folks who are incarcerated. So those are just three. There's many, many more organizations for folks to support. But please support those instead of uh, HRC. HRC already has a lot of money. They continually have thrown trans folks under the bus in terms of fighting for certain legislations that don't help the majority of queer folks. So there's a lot of other organizations to help. Also, if you know any trans folks, help us out individually. That's another thing you can do as opposed to throwing money at HRC. Okay. Well, here I'm going. Okay, so then incarceration, of course, makes me think... I'm going to calm down for a moment, and then I'm going to get really angry again. Uh, Recommend folks check out When They See Us, which is streaming on Netflix, uh, directed by Ava DuVernay. And it's about the five young people um, who were arrested and framed for grotesque, violent crime and spent years incarcerated. And I don't want to speak too much more about it. I do want to encourage folks to to watch it. It ends ends on Netflix, so please uh, check that out. Um, If you haven't already, when they see us, please watch that. It's like these things where I'm already uh, against prisons, I'm against cops, and I'm against 45, and then I see uh, a film such as that, and my anger increases exponentially, and just at at these forces, and people in positions of power who, who 
cause harm and they're cruel. And what can we do to prevent it? So I also, and to stop it and stop that from happening. And so I also want to note that uh, I had a conversation with a friend recently and she suggested something really positive that she and her, a friend of hers had, had done, which is how do we, knowing that these terrible things are happening in the world and, oh gosh, and then also the, there are children in concentration camps here in this fucking country. And I, okay. And what's being done to, to stop that? What's being, you know, there are folks who say they put their lives on the line to defend this country, et cetera. Why aren't they out there liberating these camps? Why aren't we doing that? And I'm including myself in that. Why are we not doing that? We know this is happening. What's preventing us from acting on that, from saving these families? Oh, so to get to the thing, uh, I was talking with a friend about how just witnessing all that's happening in the world and we have all this information about the, all this cruelty uh, that's happening right now. And I think for a lot of us, we witness it, we take it in and then for, I can only speak for myself. And then it's like, I feel powerless or hopeless in a way where it seems like it's, I know it's systemic and it's been happening for generations and also what, you know, what can we do to stop it and to help and also, however, when we hear these, and I should say, when we hear this news, it, there, it's like a psychic attack. It's in a, it's, uh, I think it's also done to, to scare us. Uh, there were a number of folks who had been leaving out water and food for, for migrants who were coming here. Um, and the folks have been arrested for that. So again, it's similar to, similar to folks living in poverty being criminalized, people who want to help people. Uh, and that's been happening for quite a while. There, I think there were some laws. I keep on reading about laws about you know, it's again, you're, it's, a, it's illegal to collect rainwater or other things like that. And folks who want to live off grid, that's somehow illegal in some ways. And anything that you want to live off the land or uh, just support oneself or support other humans, there were some fucked up laws in Florida, I believe, where they had made it illegal to feed homeless folks. Something along those lines. And this idea that humanity and empathy is not only questioned, but then criminalized, which then prevents other folks from acting as we should. We should be here to help each other. That's what this is about. And people in positions of power are just, they're, I don't even have the right words to describe how cruel they are. So getting back to what this, my friend was saying was just that if we spend X amount of time consuming this news every day, we need to spend X amount of time um, acting and creating actions in terms of how to combat that. So what are we doing instead of just, or in addition to reading what's happening, what actions are we taking then to solve those problems? So wanting to put that out there, thank you, Poppy and Katie, for bringing that into my, because it's recognizing that, yes, action is what we need to do. We need to take our our anger and, and use it to stop what's happening, and at the same time, recognizing it it's it feels like this exhausting like kind of block and also recognizing there's so much that's happening. It's not just, there's it's so many folks are being attacked in so many ways on so many levels. So there's also a matter of, okay, what do we focus on? (sighs) Fuck. Okay. I did want to get to, um, so last week provided some ways that folks could show up and I'm talking about certain ways that folks can show up, whether it's, there's a lot of different ways and recognizing that people have different resources and different abilities and there's also lots of ways that folks can can show up and participate. One big thing I also like to encourage folks is to have conversations with people. That's a big thing, is to 
Uh, I know it's easy to get trapped behind a screen. I do it myself. But if we have conversations with people in person, that's one way just to educate folks and to encourage other folks to, to step up in, in ways that we can. So I wanted to just read at least a headline um, of something that was positive. Um, so Mihente, which is a really another great organization for folks to support, I'm going to be playing a video from them in a little bit too. If you go to mihente.net, and there's a previous episode spoke with one of the organizers from Mihente. Um, just a really great organization to support. Get a lot of great info from them. Um, so they had posted. They've done a you know plenty of research and. If you could see my computer now, I've got, I would, I don't want to exaggerate, but almost 20 tabs open and I'm clicking on them individually because these are a lot of stories I want to get to, which I will most likely not get to. However, I do want to find at least the headline to share with you all. And I'm probably just going to have to go back to this first page here and scroll and find it. Long story short, um, Palantir has, or UC Berkeley, I should say, has decided not to continue working with Palantir after a lot of folks have voiced their concern about Palantir working with ICE. So that's something positive I wanted to share. And I believe that article, it's from a pretty more much mainstream publication. It was from Bloomberg, but I did want to read that and that there is some reassurance. Yeah, from Bloomberg.com, Palantir dropped by Berkeley Privacy Conference after complaints. So I do want to encourage folks to continue doing what you're doing and that everyone's voice uh, matters and has, a, has an impact. So there's an article on Bloomberg uh, written by Lizette Chapman, Palantir dropped by Berkeley Privacy Conference after complaints. So if folks would like to read more about that, please do check that out. And I don't know if I've shared it yet on the F Facebook Weekly Review page. I will hope to do that sometime soon. I also wanted to get to another positive. There's also like lots of folks going on strike, so that's positive. Um, lots of activists uh, showing up in a lot of ways, so I also wanted to share that too. Again, it's a two-hour show. There's only so much to get to, and this is only a fraction of what's happening. And I also want to just summarize or get to as much as possible and also recognizing how much of it's connected and it's really just state terror in, in different ways and I also want to share what folks are doing to uh, fight back because I think it's super encouraging and also a reminder that folks have been fighting back for generations so um, one quick note here I might just read some headlines to save on save on time uh, Daily Kale, activists advocate for decriminalization of sex work at Democratic Convention in San Francisco. And that's an article that's, again, at thedailykale.org. Um, from Jewish Currents, there's an article, uh, U University of Chicago Wildcat Strike Empties Classrooms. That came out on June 6th and was written by Chloe Watlington and Lee Harris. So you can find that as well. Um, yeah, lots of... Um, Bustle has an article from nine days ago by Seth Milstein, How to Find an Abortion Clinic Near You with One Simple Text. So you can find that again at Bustle. Uh, there's an op-ed um, from Out Magazine. Uh, 50 years later, Pride Month is a disgrace to our ancestors, and that's written by Raquel Willis. Uh, and then that came out on May 31st. Um, uh, 45 was in London recently, and thousands of protesters came out to protest him so that's a positive thing i'm going to go through these as, as fast as possible possible um in st louis activists projected cops bigoted social media posts on police headquarters and cruisers it's an article by rebecca revis came out on june 6th and they have 
footage of that as well. There's an article that's really important I think folks should check out um, from blog.usejournal.com. San Francisco Pride, nation's largest LGBT celebration, takes place on indigenous Ohlone land. And it's written by Abel R. Gomez. And folks can check that out as well. Super informative. I learned a lot from this article. Please do check that out. And also, there's an article from Next City just uh, offering childcare at uh, city meetings may be key to diversifying civic engagement. And that was written by Rebecca Ritzel. It came out on May 8th. So other ways that we can have more folks show up, super important. Uh, Oakland has decriminalized shrooms and other natural psychedelics. And that was written by Sarah Ravani, June 5th from the SF Chronicle. Um, of course, something that's grown in the ground should not be illegal and people should not be incarcerated for doing any substances. There's also, uh, I would like to read more about this, so I don't know too much about it, but in the Sudan, there are protests happening. There's one article from MiddleEastEye.net. Uh, Sudanese opposition again rejects talks and lays out a list of demands after days of violence against protesters. So folks can check that out as well. And again, like we get, we only receive so much information in terms of the mainstream media. So also wanted to to share that, which the story, especially I think we get stories that are very U.S. centric. So it's crucial to also understand what else is happening. Positive news story, Matt. Gets becomes first right-wing American politician to be milkshaked. There's an article by Hannah Gold, uh, and it says above it, Milkshook came out on June 3rd from thecut.com. And of course, these are folks who advocate violence against uh, people that result in people's deaths. So them, I think, being hit with a milkshake is uh, the very least they deserve. So good for that. The New York Times, 11,000 people who prepare your airline food are considering a strike. That was in the New York Times, written by Noam Scheiber, and that came out on June 4th. And someone else mentioned, well, what airline food? Yes, and it's important for folks to take action. Also, journalists on, uh, for Vox, V Vox, excuse me, I'm talking really fast, VOX, uh, went on a strike yesterday as well, a day, they, a walkout, wanting to share that information as well. Oh my gosh, getting to so much here. All right, got to Palantir, got to that one. And also wanted to get to, there's another thing I wanted to get to, which is that the juvenile hall in San Francisco will be shut down. So that's a positive news story. And I wanted to share a little bit about that. I posted it a while ago, so I'm going to uh, find this, if you just bear with me here. Yeah, lots of information. I am just talking it out. Feel free to listen again with a pen if you, there's more that you're interested in, ways to show up, and just an understanding of what's happening and and how, again, how folks can fight back. And it's really crucial that so many folks are going on strike and taking action. Positive story, San Francisco to approve closure of Juvenile Hall. This came out on June 4th from, and there's an article in SF Weekly. I'll read a little bit about that. It's important to share uh, positive uh, movements have been made uh, with the help of activists uh, throughout time. And I'm just gonna check one more thing here. All right. So San Francisco to approve closure of Juvenile Hall. The city has been spending $13 million a year on a youth jail that is never more than a quarter full. This was written by Noala Sawyer, and it came out on June 4th. Uh, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted Tuesday to shut down the county's juvenile hall by 2021 in a landmark move for criminal justice reform. The legislation was sped through City Hall. It was only put forth by supervisors Shimon Walton, Hillary Ronan, and Matt Haney in April. The board voted 10 to 1 to shut the youth jail down with supervisor Catherine Stefani in dissent. I don't know why. 
I don't know. I guess she likes having kids locked up. That's pretty disgusting. Okay. Uh, all of the changes that people like myself have made in our lives have been a result of mentorship and quality after-school programs, but it has never been because of time spent in juvenile hall. Walton, who spent time incarcerated as a youth, uh, we are proposing an alternative that offers a true opportunity for young people to be rehabilitated. Individualized plans that focus on, on the person, not the infraction. The biggest indicator of whether a kid is going to spend time in jail as an adult is whether or not they spend time in juvenile hall. As a kid, Ronan said, we spend $13 million on a jail that is three quarters empty all the time when kids come out worse um, when kids come out worse than when they went in. It's a punishment-based system for children, many of whom have been traumatized throughout their young life, and many of whom suffer from mental health issues, and yet they are detained by themselves in a locked concrete cell for 11 hours a day. Supervisor Asha Safai sided strongly with those who drafted the legislation. We have a culture of incarceration, and it is no secret that it is disproportionately youth of color who are caught in this vicious web, he said. We incarcerate more people than any other country in the world. It's time for a change. Stefani stated, I don't really fucking, that she's, anyone who supports putting kids in jail, um, I'm not going to fucking read what she has to say. And that's the bonus about having your own show. Um, okay. Juvenile Hall did not help me at all. Sitting in that cell tore me apart, said the Young Women's Freedom Center's Letitia Silo, who is 18. I couldn't even see outside. The windows were blurry. Hearing the door shut, that's all I remember. The closure of Juvenile Hall is long overdue. A recent study from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and Brown University stated that incarcerating young people increases the likelihood that they'll go to jail by 23%. And the majority of people in San Francisco's youth jail are black or brown and raised in the city's poorest neighborhoods. It's a systemic failure that starts young. When we first started looking at the data on what it would look like to close Juvenile Hall, we realized it's not just Juvenile Hall, it's this larger system, says Jessica Nolan, the executive director of the Young Women's Freedom Center. Of the women and non-binary folk we interviewed who were black, 71% of mothers had been incarcerated and 82% of fathers. 76% of the young people we interviewed had been checked up on by Child Protective Services. We live in a city and county that is criminalizing the existence of black people and brown people and poor people. While Tuesday's vote was a landmark decision, there is still one more vote to pass and almost two years to go before the hall is shuttered, and there's a lot of work left to be done. Supervisor Norman Yee drove home the point that alternatives to juvenile hall must be created before our current system is dismantled, requesting progress reports every six months and a comprehensive plan to be presented to the full board by June 2021. Exactly what to spend the millions of dollars currently being poured into the jail on needs to be determined but Walton has full faith in the community to identify successful programs. We would never put a system in place that is worse than our current juvenile hall, he says. Ronan shares his vision. We can do better by our kids here in San Francisco, she says. We are not afraid to be the first city in America to do so. All right. So with that, I'm going to play some more music, take a bit of a break, and we'll be back in a bit. Stay tuned.
welcome back to the weekly review. Joined here by guests, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Roger Marenko, president of the Transport Workers Union Local 250A here in San Francisco. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah, we met in a labor studies class at City College uh, last year, or earlier. It's been a long year. Yeah. So I'm glad you're able to make it in. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Professor uh, Fred Glass was absolutely amazing. Learned a lot from him and his class and just the uh, the students. You know, it was an absolutely spectacular uh, class. So I'm glad that I was able to take that. And so great meeting you there. Yeah, likewise. I've always met a lot of great folks in the classes at City College and learned a lot, certainly about labor history. And it's something I feel that's not really taught a lot here so in the States. So I'm grateful for the reading and the discussions that we had in class. Absolutely. You know, it was uh, ever since I took over this position here, the uh, president um, of TWU Local 250A, you know, I just want to get a little more educated in terms of labor, labor history, labor law, labor politics, et cetera, and so forth. So, you know, that was definitely an eye opener in terms of taking his class. Professor Fred Glass, I highly recommend yes. uh, him for anybody and everybody out there listening. Yes, and also his book about uh, California labor history, which, you know, goes back uh, centuries. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, you're speaking a little bit about there's a new contract uh, for transit workers. So the membership, uh, we just ratified our contract. Mm -hmm. I think it's... uh, we had a substantial vote uh, turnout. It was, I think, a three to one. So for every no vote, there were three yes votes. Okay. I think the membership was very pleased with this contract. Um, could we have gotten more? Yeah, you could always get more. But, you know, we sort of settled for uh, what we did just because of the fact that we didn't really lose almost anything. You mm-hmm. know, and so when you don't lose something in the contract, that's also a benefit right there. You know, yeah. uh, we were able to get the wage progression reduced. It used to be 48 months. Now it's down to 36 months Great. for new hires. Uh, also, they used to start off um, the starting pay at 63%, and now we increased that percentage to 70%. Mm-hmm. Our wage increases are the wage is the wage pattern that was given throughout the city and county of San Francisco, which is uh, 4% for the first year, 3.5% the second, and 3.5% the third year. And then we were also given, um, we were able to negotiate a whole bunch of other little perks here and there in terms of premium pays, et cetera. So the membership, I think, was was fairly uh, pleased with that, you know. That's great. And also imagine it just takes a lot of time and energy just to go through those negotiations, too. Indeed, you know. Um, this- Hey, this is Azalia um, with the Weekly Review. Uh, Roman is out of town today, um, so I'm checking in. Uh, This is Azalia, and I'm just going to play some music and talk about some stuff that's going on, because there's always something going on in the world today, and we got to talk about it. All right, let's see. for TWU Local 250A, you know, yeah. just given the fact that I have not been around that long or that much, so mm-hmm. my knowledge is not as extensive as other people that have been here, so yeah. I don't consider myself an expert in any way, shape, or form. I do simply consider myself just the voice. Yes. Yeah. That's It's really inspiring, too, because I feel like a lot of folks would like to have more of a say in terms of their, their jobs, and also it's a little bit 
frightening if folks don't know where to go or what to say or how to organize. Right, right. So it's been a, a tremendous learning experience for me. I've been through my highs and my lows yes. in this organization. And, um, you know, I think the city and county of San Francisco knows about it just because of the fact that they've been following, yes. you know, with all of the media coverage that we've been able to garner in these past, I don't know, this past year. Yeah. You know, whether it was good or bad, happy, sad, you know, et cetera. So. Yeah. I mean, as someone, I've always loved public transit. And so it's something that really want to ensure that the workers get get their needs met. And I think with the changes in San Francisco over the last decade, it's been difficult with the, the quote unquote ride shares and is one one way which I think prevents some folks from taking. There's a few announcements Roman wanted me to share with y'all. Um, so this Saturday, uh, 8.31, 31st, um, at noon, outside of ICE headquarters in SF at 6.30 Sansom Street is the culmination. Um, you know, we've been doing the month of momentum, 30 days of action to close the camps. Um, there's an event invite at www.facebook.com. Um, you go to their events and look up, you know, um, the 30 days of action month of momentum um, you know that's been going on for about a month it's pretty insane that it's still happening I heard yesterday ice was at I want to say Montgomery Bart um, which scares the living shit out of me um, and the fact that it's just happening and people I, I'm I thought that it would be um, 
there'd be a lot more people standing up uh, for other people, especially right now. Um, there are there are people out there for sure. I've ran into a couple of them recently, and it's it's really beautiful to see them. But we're far and in between, um, so it's really important that we all go to these protests if we're able to. Obviously, not all of us are able um, to to leave our homes as easily as others, or or have the time, or you know many reasons why we can't. So those of us that do have the time and energy and and, and ability um it's very it's detrimental that that we get out and and really show them that that we're out here we're not letting this happen we shouldn't let it happen um this is the time to get pissed off um violence is not the answer obviously um but showing people that this we're not doing we're not smiling anymore um it's the time for bureaucracy and just chit chatting talking isn't isn't doing much um change is what we need um so i love that it's 30 days of action because there are children in in jail essentially at this moment um and it's extremely personal as well um being mexican and costa rican and um having a family that is here illegally um it's really it's a horror essentially um the fact that this is going to be it's trauma for 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 generations and generations to come um these kids are already traumatized and i am so afraid for their future or not their future i mean our future because they are our future these children will probably stay here some of them will i hope uh i mean who knows how much better i mean obviously it's a lot better than probably where they came from um that's why they're here uh for a better life supposedly and and this is what they they uh, were faced with having their families ripped apart from them um and that was their first glimpse of america y'all it's 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 sickening for those who are are super patriotic and and don't want anyone coming in and ruining their country which i think is insane this that i don't understand that that rhetoric at all you know being as that america is not founded by white i mean it's white men were not here first i'm sorry um but they're here to make their lives better no one comes to america very few people come to america to destroy it um people want better for themselves and when people do better for themselves usually it makes everyone around them better also so if you let these people succeed if you let anybody succeed or you give them a path to succeed like a very clear path to becoming a citizen instead of putting all these barriers just to live um uh we would obviously see a lot of positive change in the world um if the path to citizenship were were a thing um that's not a thing obviously and this 45 monster is making it as hard as possible for people to just simply live um i don't understand I don't want to understand, um, but I know it's real and it's happening and we need to do something about it now. Um, so yes, please, if you can get to the 30 days of momentum protests or, um, 
you know, trying to uh, defend everybody from ICE. And all y'all, please be safe out there. Um, and remember to constantly, if you if you hear of ICE being somewhere, post it if you can, and let your community know that they're out here. Because I, we that's we don't need this. Obviously, no one needs this, but please take care of each other because we really are all we have. We, we need to stand together in solidarity and know that, that we are here for each other. All right. Let's see here. Better late than never kind of a thing. <laughs> where it, And again, it's like, you know, folks taking action and organizing for a long time to, to make that happen. And it does feel reassuring to know that folks do have a voice. Right. Correct. Um, any word on what they're planning on making that? Um, not... Not, uh, not yet. Not that I know of. No. Um, so I think they were talking about how they need to um, create something. After an old. as someone who really loves and values public transit, what's something you think that we can help get other more folks, more folks to, to take public transit? What's something that we, that we can do? Yeah. Instead of, um, folks who opt for Lyft or Uber, like what can, um, and also as you were talking about the benefits to being in the union, I was thinking if all the folks who drove for Lyft and Uber were to instead work for Muni, I mean, that would be pretty awesome. Wouldn't it? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that we need to work on, and and when I say we, I, I think more the agency itself, not mm -hmm. not the union or the operators, because like I stated, the operators are here. Mm -hmm. We're here to work. We're here to provide a service. We're here to serve the general public of San Francisco. I think what it is is, you know, more views. Hey, hey, you. The warning drove on myself.
on the dot, beat around the block from his crib. We can get this kid shot. Plus, I got his sister on my tip. She said she's ready to drive. Let's get her and break off all her fingers with some pliers. Anyway, Josh ain't dead around the back and be strapped. Since it was your mom's, you should get that criminal. Shoot him in his kneecap first. Don't waste no time. She the real remember we blast first. OPO investor, let's go get this out window exit. Yo, next is the moment we should flex. It's definitely on. Off. And the blow that I deliver is a crisp one Give that style back, Jack, and try this one If you're gonna pick up the microphone when the beat is moving swift You better say something I can get with Suckers I mold in my hand just like silly putty You try to shank me, spanky, but my name's not Magilla Cuddy Yes, yes, let's test the water It's skinny dipping in a slaughter Hope your warrior, waterproof, high top certified Cause I've taught you I've got the murder ride And you don't have to buy a ticket can afford to get aboard and watch me as I stick it in the face of my foes cause it goes to show that I flow like a bloody nose rap sweet just like donuts from Dunkin' the action posse's at the door and they won't let a punk in so you better try the back door before you get a crack jaw and I don't need a black hat to be a villain the posse is action and the label is cold chilling the question is how hype will you get when you heard this beat you were familiar with a jam you heard before this is a summary a voice surrounds you but there's only one of me lyrics and dialect come from all angles the cordless mic in my hand still strangles they try rather well but none are parallel the words are spinning your head like a carousel and out of all the brothers I spoke to none of them broke through, they sound like a joke too And rhymes are very soft Just like turkey cloth The kid that's standing on stage Ought to hurry off Cause that ain't hip hop You little drip drop Trying to tiptoe But can't touch the tip top Cause you ain't tall enough Try to brawl and scuff And the style that you're calling tough Is about as tough as a flower Beware of the posse raised to the third power Cause we ain't caring Don't mind tearing A cocaine pushing Dapper Dan wearing Walking around with a neck full of cables My DJ Laughs when you touch the turntables. Wanna be hard rock when you roll 10 deep? They told you my name, but you act like you've been asleep. Get back, sit back, and chill. you no frill, MC, Slim C, but still I show skill. Words can brutalize without no mercy. Enemies wasting their last breath to curse me. I ain't shaft with a hat and a Cadillac. MCs lash out, but should I battle back? Nah, I remain calm and collected. The stage was empty the last time I checked it, but now there's movement there in the spotlight. I can't make out who it is, nah, not quite A flash of gold from a shiny medallion The stride of pride on stage like a stallion Oh, 
Another one of those who try to get close to But can't cause a man's supposed to Rip the mic till a crowd is perplexed But for this jam here, there won't be no next up So peace to Craig G, King G, Rap and Mark Maul From the Music Man, y'all Watching you the capital A, please you know Action is in effect, back, back ridiculous amount of really depressing things going on, especially if you're part of the QTPOC community. Um, uh, for our trans folks, um, for people of color, it, it's it's pretty fucking scary out there. I mean, it, it always has been, but now it's really starting to spread. Um, so I feel that now more than ever, obviously, we need to educate ourselves. Um, uh, don't Put yourself in danger to educate other people. Um, sometimes there's people that just don't want to learn. Um, and I feel that it's very important. Uh, it's kind of a, a thing I've been working on. Instead of trying to um, tell everybody or, or have people understand certain concepts, um, work on myself and how I can help people that are already in on my side um see how i could support them and then you know we'll, we'll we'll do good together i think um so uh i've been reading this book called queering anarchism um now more than ever i feel it's a very relevant um when i was a kid uh, let's say 12 13 years old got really into punk um, and I thought I was an anarchist. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Obviously, that's because that's what all the cool punk kids were doing. Um, I went to high school and, you know, thought, no, nah, that's ridiculous. That can't happen. Democracy is the way, you know, we all get a vote. Let's do this, you know, democracy. Um, then, you know, quickly realized that democracy is not a democracy. It's run by rich old white men, designed for rich old white men um, to help other rich old white men stay rich. Um, but sadly, they get old and die. And it seems like that's been happening. Uh, I don't know if you know about one of the Koch brothers dying, which was spectacular. Now, if only the others would follow suit, um, that would be wonderful. Uh, but, you know, I, I, hopefully they just change. But, you know, at this age, who knows if they're actually going to change. Um, but, yeah, so I, I thought democracy was the way. Realized that's bullshit. And then I became an anarchist again uh, because we need to dismantle this fucking system. There's nothing good about it. The other things that might seem good or maybe good, but all the shit surrounding it is just bringing it all down. Um, so we got to start over. Um also, um, what I've been really, you know, people try to say or argue that, you know, there's so much going on. It's stupid to argue over little things. Um, uh, I forget, like Jeffree Star, that uh, freaking homophobic or, or racist uh, 
just you know he's a gay white man obviously we know there's a lot of racism in the community um but yeah he's extremely racist apparently uh people are saying oh there's bigger you know fish to fry why are we worried about jeffree star um well we can multitask we've been doing it for a very long time we can focus on making sure uh jeffree star is held accountable and we can also try to fight ice and all the children uh being locked up in cages like fucking animals um we can do both we can do a lot of things at at once luckily um i think uh something that's very important is to help obviously the revolution can't happen if it's not meant for everybody um including you know disabled folks um uh, drug addicts people that are always left behind people with uh, mental health issues disorders whatnot um they're always the first left behind and it breaks my heart and that's why i i you know was raised around a lot of drug addicts uh parents are drug addicts or alcoholics or both um and I have a soft spot, soft spot in my heart, obviously, for, for folks that are addicted to drugs. Um, one of my favorite things that I've been reading in this book, uh, Queering Anarchism, um, I suggest you all read it. Um, it's uh, Addressing and Undressing Power and Desire, um, edited by C.B. Daring, J. Rogue, Derek Shannon, and Abby Volcano. Um, it's very vital. Um, uh, Dean Spade, author of Normal Life, says a vital contribution to this uh, in this movement, providing analysis and strategies for building the queer and trans politics we want and need. Um, there's a section on pleasure activism, uh, classism, all that good stuff. Um, but what I love is that, you know, I, I hadn't realized, um, th- like the beautiful connection between anarchists and people in like harm reduction field. Um, if it wasn't for anarchists, a lot of it wouldn't be possible. The fact that we have like needle exchanges and in, in bathrooms and the public restrooms, especially here in the city is because of anarchists, you know, instead of putting these people in jail and forcing them, you know, to get off drugs, how about at least help like make it safer for us, you know, instead of, you know, them leaving their needles on the floor, they have a, a safe place to toss them. Um, very small thing it seems, but it made a huge impact. Um, what I love is, uh, how they define an anarchist and and, i mean obviously there's a lot there's a lot to it i suppose um but uh essentially you're an anarchist if something is being done that if there's a rule and and it's being done and you don't like it and you feel you would do a better job or or you know a way of making it better and you do it you are an anarchist if you see something that is being done incorrectly like needles being left everywhere government's not doing shit about it i'm gonna fucking do something about it let's put a a needle safe deposit box in the bathroom you're fucking anarchist dude you're a pleasure activist you are supporting the community you're trying to tell them that look i know you're you're doing this that's your thing i'm really sorry if you need help we're here for you but here you go you know do it safely you know when people feel safe and comfortable they're more likely to open up and ask you for help when you give them a place to feel safe they will open up i mean they it's not not everybody but firsthand when you are given a safe space to be yourself to talk openly about one of the things you're most ashamed about like being a drug addict um 
you will ask for help. Um, but that's the thing. It's making a place safe and surrounding yourself with people that are willing to do that. Um, Sadly, people like that are pretty hard to come by, but they exist. Um, I've noticed a lot of them are queer, um, which I absolutely love. Um, but, um, yeah, I'd like to probably just read a bit from this book. It's spectacular. Um, here is a beautiful, uh, let's see, let's so harm reduction and pleasure activism all right so uh, harm reduction as pleasure activism this is by benjamin shepherd um and remember it's from queering anarchism everybody please read it <laughs> if you can um after i'm done i'll let someone borrow it for sure um in 2004 organizer uh, adrian marie brown described the links between pleasure activism and harm reduction some people think i've spent the last several years of my life working with raising awareness about hiv and aids destigmatizing drug use and enduring overdose but really it's about breaking down barriers to pleasure so i'm a pleasure activist certainly brown is not alone in this sentiment i don't think we do acknowledge the pleasure though explains alan clear not as much as we should the following takes up where brown and clear leave off considering the anarchism of harm reduction and the pleasure of of sexual civil liberties activism um oh sorry uh and the pleasure of sexual civil liberties activism and their cross currents both anarchism and queer activism have long challenged anti-pleasure ideology through decades of social struggle the two overlapping movements have come to share uh, an embrace of the insurrect uh insurrectionary uh, possibilities of pleasure a uh, rejection of social controls and formal hierarchies in favor of mutual aid networks and do-it-yourself community building, uh, the use of direct action, and a culture of resistance. Pleasure activism manifests itself in any number of these cross-currents. It's everywhere. It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Um, again... Uh, harm reduction has long been recognized as a movement with roots in anarchist direct action took it into their own hands and there are good reasons for this in the same way gandhi challenged social mores to make salt even when the practices were outlawed or outlawed in uh, colonial india harm reduction activists have challenged penal codes to create needle exchange programs in the spirit of direct action such gestures of freedom are a fundamental part of anarchist practice you may already be an anarchist uh they suggest whenever you act without waiting for instructions or official permission you are an anarchist anytime you bypass a ridiculous regulation when no one's looking you are an anarchist if you don't trust the government the school system hollywood or management to know better than you when it comes to things that affect your life that's anarchism too and you are especially an anarchist when you come with your own ideas and solutions yas this yes yes all of this direct action y'all bring your ideas if you can't do it give us your ideas maybe one of us can do it um we need all of us we are all we have and and we need every single one of you seriously 
everybody, every color, every, I don't, everybody, please. Uh, I love what Roman would say. He, he, uh, he'll make the sandwiches. If you can make a sandwich, we'll need you. We're going to get hungry. You know, whatever you got to offer. If you make really good signs, we are going to need a lot of signs. I've actually taken up making a lot of, uh, my own, uh, stencils and whatnot to get, uh, the message across, uh, to San Francisco. Um, uh, of course, like, uh, most of my friends are very, uh, anti-techie, uh, it's such just fucking gentrification. It's a new type of colonialism. Uh, it seems a little less violent, uh, but it's fucking violent. They're taking away our homes. They're making it impossible for us to stay in our homes. Um, I'm born and raised here in San Francisco or my family has been here, uh, since the seventies. Um, they came from Costa Rica. Um, I should be able to live here. I can't. It's, I can't. Uh, I know a lot of people who just came here. They come and go and spend an insane amount of money on rent. I can barely pay my rent, and I don't even live in the city anymore. Uh, but luckily, I work here because I'm not going anywhere. I'm here to stay. I'm here to fight. And I don't intend to go out without a fucking fight. Uh, it's going down, y'all. It's going down. Now. I'm going to play some music for y'all. Let's see what's going on here. And I dream of morning coffee while the old men with soft skin tell me I can't come
as many of you know, I, uh, <laughs> well, as my friends know, I'm a huge Dead Kennedys fan. Um, that was one of my first favorite punk bands, uh, San Francisco natives. Uh, they're fucking amazing. Uh, an amazing drummer. Um, and obviously their, uh, message is baller. Um, they're very political. Uh, one of my favorite songs, um, is called chicken shit conformist like your parents. Um, first I'm going to play a song called take this job and shove it. And then dear Abby, dear Abby is an amazing song. Um, a guy's calling in to, uh, you know, dear Abby back before computers and all that people would write letters, um, into newspapers and ask for advice and, um, they would publish the answer. Um, uh, there's a man uh, who cannot afford meat, uh, you know, capitalism, and he needs to feed his family. Um, so he is a mortician. He works at a morgue or something like that. Um, and he brings home meat from his job to feed his family. Oh, no. That is dear Abby. Um, and the answer is amazing. Uh, listen up, y'all. Welcome to Cape Line. Dear Abby, got a problem. I'm a decent guy to pay, I work in county corridor. The poor man like my family, he's me that he's me kind of weak. But we just can't afford to, when guys in the way they are. So I bring help to those guys from my own country subjects. Got to make sure that you don't help her and tell them. Abby. Dear Abby by the Dead Kennedys um, from one of my favorite albums, Bedtime for Democracy. That was when I uh, thought I was an anarchist. I mean, I was. I mean, I fucking knew uh, this capitalist society was bullshit. It wasn't meant for us. It was meant to destroy us. Um, being born to a single Latina mother in the Bay uh, opens your eyes at a very young age. Um, uh, but thank goodness, because... Uh, I'm here to help. Uh, next, I'm going to play another great song, Anarchy for Sale by the Dead Kennedys. So listen up. Step right up, folks. Anarchy for sale. Teachers told me ten dollars. Bachelors told me three fifty. And it's good as I never asked for that. I never listened to them either. Bye-bye-bye, 
for sale now chicken shit conformist like your parents by the dead kennedys In multiple places that is compatible <laughs> Another stale cartoon A closed-minded, self-centered social club Ideas don't matter, it's who you know If the music's gotten boring It's because of the people Who want everyone to sound the same Who drive the bright people out Of our so-called Bands they couldn't find to make a buck. 
All right, y'all. Welcome back. So this is Azalia. I'm sitting in for Roman. Um, they're out of town. Uh, I got stuff to do today, but uh, I'm here filling in, chit-chatting with y'all about what it's like to be part of Antifa. Ooh. I actually had a really interesting conversation with a coworker. Um, I feel that I'm definitely growing because I'm able to have talks with people who say things like Antifa's a terrorist group and they're just as violent as the other side. And I'm able to keep my composure and have a talk and try. You know, I would normally not waste my time, but luckily this is a coworker and I had eight hours. So that was my mission. Teach this person that Antifa is a stance. It's anti-fascist. That's it. I am anti-fascist in all aspects. No one gets to tell us how to live our lives. No one gets to come in and, and, and colonize our land, take our language, our children. Um, fuck fascist, essentially. Um, and the fact that these people will say things like the Antifa, these anarchists, they're just as violent. Bullshit, we're just as violent. There are children dying because they have the mumps right now. The, do you see the violence that is generational? That's been going on for hundreds of years now since slavery, since, like, since fucking the white man came here. We have been trying to heal, but it's hard to heal when we're constantly being destroyed. How are we supposed to heal? We're just constantly growing thicker skin over our fucking scars. We're tough as fuck, but we don't want to be tough. That's what's terrible. We need to stop telling each other how strong we are. We know we're strong. We know, especially women. We know we're strong. Um, but we want to be told that it's okay to be weak. Because it isn't okay to be weak. The society's bullshit. The stance that we we feel feel bad for crying like i know it's it's definitely like men aren't allowed to cry that that's a whole thing in itself but uh being a woman of color uh growing up with a uh, single mom i feel like it, it i wasn't allowed to cry at certain things uh if i were to like hurt my myself fall off some like a tree and cry a bit that that was acceptable to an extent but if I'm crying over something that you're supposed to just deal with, uh, that's what you're told. Just, you're fine. It's fine. It, you know, get over it. Don't cry. Don't cry. Why is that always the response when someone's crying is don't cry? I'm guilty of it. Um, I, I've stopped. I mean, I'm trying to stop. It might slip out every now and then. Uh, the other day I said it to a coworker also who uh, just broke up with their partner. And I said, oh, don't cry. But I corrected myself and I said, you know, I, I'm kidding. I mean, definitely cry as much as you need. We all mourn or grieve or go through our sadness in different ways um, and at different times. Some get over things quickly. Others take years to get over the loss of a loved one. Um, and that should all be respected. Our choices, the way our brains work, should be respected and not thought of as a burden. Ugh, goodness gracious. But, uh, so, without further ado, let's put on a little bit more punk. Let's get this started, because, you know, punk's know where it's at. <laughs> 
Actually, the other day I uh, got into a beautiful argument with someone who was uh, defending Trump. This is in San Francisco in the middle of the night at a pizza shop near uh, Mission. Um, and I am the only one, even though the place was like packed to the brim um everyone could hear this guy because everyone hears when someone's defending trump it's like the whole room goes silent because we just can't believe that these people are real um he starts talking defending trump saying he actually likes him as a person and and i couldn't help myself chimed in and said he's fucking disgusting sack of shit who's murdering children right now for profit they're dying He's ripping them away from their families. Even if these kids don't die, I mean, some are already dead. It's it's happened. But, if, you know, the ones that make it out alive, they're going to be depressed. They're going to have some fucked up psychological issues. They're going to need years and years of therapy, and I hope that they get it. But it's... Uh... I, I don't want to say it. it. If I can't get the therapy I need and, and, and deserve, um, they won't be able to. Uh, and it's not fair to anybody. Uh, it's... I have no idea what's going on right now. But what I do know is that music has saved my life over and over again. Here we go.
Brothers Bake Sale at Half Price Books. Bake Sale at Half Price Books. What's better than discovering the best books, music, and movies at Half Price Books? Saving 20% on everything you find. That's right. It's going on now. Get 20% off your entire HPB haul, including new releases, bestsellers, your favorite classics, even collectibles. Find what you love and what you didn't even know. All right, y'all, welcome back. This is Zalia sitting in for Roman today. Um, let's see. So I uh, just wanted to um, uh, let y'all know about um, some events going on in the city, um, some queer events, um, if you're ever able to, to head out, um, because they exist. Um, I think... Uh, it's very important, uh, you know, I'm talking about, I was talking about pleasure activism earlier, how it's very important to meet people where they are, um, you know, when, if someone's a drug addict, uh, or, you know, whatever they have going on, um, instead of telling them what they should be doing, you know, meet them exactly where they are. If they need to still do drugs, don't make them feel worse about it, um, ensure them that you love them, um, but it, in that, uh, knowing that, you know, obviously treat drug addicts like humans because they fucking are humans. Um, I know there's a lot of queer folks in the community who are drug free, smoke free, any, all, all, they don't drink, they're totally sober. Um, and it's been a beautiful thing I've noticed in the community. Um, a shift, um, you know, we can focus on fighting the fascist fucking colonial bastards and we can fight it by helping our bodies and our, our health, um, by making sure we're strong for the revolution um who knows how long this planet's going to be here for uh who knows i mean i'm sure the planet will be here for a while but it might be really fucking hot um it'll might destroy our crops we'll have nothing to eat um but I think it's going to be very important that we know how to make these things, uh, th these delicious, healthy meals that actually provide us with a shit ton of nutrients. Um, you know, growing up in America, we're raised with a bunch of sugar and empty carbs and McDonald's and, and soda and and it's it's a fucking way of them controlling us. Um, I don't have great teeth. Uh, I never had braces. Parents didn't have money for that, obviously. Um, I have a bunch of like root canals that need to be done. I have to pay about $7,000. I don't have $7,000. I don't know any of my friends really uh, who are in the same boat as I am, you know, economically, um, who just have 7000 to give up on their teeth. Um, what the fuck? I can't get a good job with ugly teeth what if my friend luckily it's like back molar teeth that don't really show um but what if a front tooth were to fall out i i can't get a job no one's gonna hire someone who just, uh, gosh no we can't <laughs> can't uh, anyways what was i saying oh I wanted to read uh, another part of uh, a little story um, from the harm reduction part. Uh, harm reduction is pleasure activism. I read a, a little uh, part earlier, um, but 
there's someone uh, talking about, here was it, who's their name, I'm not sure, but anyways, it's on page 111 in uh, Queering Anarchism. Um, at Citywide Harm Reduction, where I worked for four years, we grappled with pleasure as part of a tragic economic continuum of human experience. When a member died, we said goodbye in a circle. Here, grief was transformed into a space for care. Song, drumming, and happiness born of authentic lived experiences. And members knew they had faced the negative and moved through it and come out the other side. The tenacity of those in the circle made the scene of one of the most pulsing spaces I've seen. And their daily transforming of the negative into a new way of living. Those in the program achieved a kind of magical power. In this way, harm reduction is understood as a place where members build healing communities, spaces for care and solidarity. Through such connections, they challenge the insurmountable, and they share lives and authentic experiences uh, together outside for the uh, prohibitive logic or of criminal justice and coercion. Ah, lordy lord. It's, it's, it's insane, the shit that's happening here. What else, what else? Ah, yes, this... Let's talk a bit about classism on classism radical queers and the class struggle okay yes classism it's bullshit it's everywhere um current event kind of uh saw it a couple months ago i suppose um well six months ago i'd say uh went into a blue bottle uh you know it's super expensive hipster coffee place that i actually have experience with um uh went in once um i'd just gotten paid so i i cashed my check i had a bunch of cash on me so i was ready to go pay my rent um and i use cash for my rent because i don't own duh um but I go into Blue Bottle, order some coffee. I was getting some things for my friends, uh, trying to be nice, uh, get to the register, pull out a $100 bill. She says she can't take that. I go, oh, sorry, I have a 20. Give her that. No, sorry, we don't take cash. What the fuck? What do you take? Salt? Like, what, what, what year is it? <laughs> but, uh, goodness. No. One sec, y'all. Mm. Yeah, all right, here it is, sorry. So, in classism, a standard practice from anti-oppression circles is writing a list of oppressions that we oppose, and oftentimes classism is included in that list. Leaving aside the fact that the lists are, by necessity, incomplete, capitalism is a structure of a different sort, from white supremacy to heteropatriarchy, for instance. We do not seek to cease, to cease to engage in practices we currently call queer and undoing heteropatriarchy. However, the goal of anti-capitalist struggle must be the negotiation, the negation of first the capitalist class through seizing the means of production and the subsequent negation of working class as the exploitation of labor ends with control over both one's labor and the necessities of life. The abolition of property 
and so, uh, socialization of the means of production. The struggle may, uh, to struggle for any less than this is to struggle only against class elitism, to merely want the rich to treat us better for the lives of the poor not to be so hard. This is not the sum of our desires. We want a world without rich and poor, and that's time for analysis. We organize and are at, uh, and without, uh, oh Lord, sorry, to struggle for any less than this is to struggle only against uh, class elitism, to merely want the rich to treat us better, for the lives of the poor to not be so hard. This is not the sum of our desires. We want a world rich and poor, without rich and poor. And it's time our analysis, our organizing, and our actions reflect that. We need to do something about it. Classism is fucking bullshit. It's everywhere. Yeah, so Blue Bottle, yeah, they did not accept cash. Um, and apparently, uh, you know, uh, I couldn't buy anything. Uh, luckily, she felt a little bad for me and just gave me one coffee, which was nice, I suppose. Uh, I mean, I know they don't get commission or anything, and it's not her who made that fucking decision. Um, so I'm sorry to that person if I offended you. Um, but, uh, so I, I thought that was insane. I immediately called friends and I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Isn't money like King? Can't you buy a house with cash? How can you not buy a latte with cash? Um, elitism, classism to the max. They only accepted credit cards and Apple pay because everyone has that, right? What if you're fucking homeless? You have nothing, but you were able to, someone gave you a $5 bill and you want your cup of coffee. You can't. You need to find someone with a card. And if you're a homeless person, no one's going to fucking let you use theirs or, or, you know, people are just terrible. Uh, there's awesome people out there, but I've been seeing an insane amount of fucking toxic masculinity everywhere. And I will say something about it. So I hope the wrong man doesn't cross my path because I'm not afraid. <laughs> I will stand up to fascism and I know what can happen and I'm okay with it. As long as we know what we're fighting for is right. That's what matters. Make sure you're on the right side and make sure you're standing up for the most oppressed groups, disabled folks, young folks, old folks, uh, our trans folks, so many people that are left behind. We need to raise them up. It's that's what it's about. It's not about one person reaching the top. It's about all of us doing this together so that we can all be comfortable and happy. So we all have the opportunity of living happy, fulfilling lives. Our lives aren't meant just to go out and go to work every fucking day, come home miserable, pay your rent, eat, sleep, poop, do it again. No, we're meant for so much more. It's not natural. And I really hope you guys, or you all, uh, absolutely understand that. Um, shit's going down, y'all. Shit's going down. Uh, the revolution's coming. Be ready. Uh, I am anti-gun, I suppose. Uh, but, I mean, obviously gun control is insane. It's non-existent. Um. But uh, I really feel that <laughs> the way things are going, we got to learn how to use them. Guns are disgusting. What they've caused over fucking hundreds of years because of uh, men, 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 men. Please stop. Please stop murdering us. 
please stop being so angry because you can't get laid. All those things. All of those things. Mm. But anyways, I'm going to play you out with some awesome music. Don't go black 
Thank you, y'all, for hanging out with me. Uh, I'm Azalia Martinez, and I am sitting in for Roman today. Roman was out and about, having a good time, changing the world. Um, And I'm here uh, talking about anarchism, anti-fascism, protecting each other, solidarity. We are all we have, y'all. Take care of each other, all right? We, this is all we got. But guess what? Y'all are pretty fucking awesome. Um, So keep on being awesome. Remember, we love you and we want the best for you. All right, y'all. And if you ever need anything, please call Suicide Hotlines. It's a depressing fucking time. And they, luckily, we had interviewed uh, a while back uh, the folks that started the Trans Hotline, the Suicide Hotline for uh, trans folks by trans folks. uh, So for them, by them. It's a beautiful thing. Very easy to access. uh, The Trans Lifeline. Um, For all the shit that's going down, please remember self-care, community care. We need both for sure get some help from your friends and family if you can if not you oh god it's so tough (laughs) you need to see professional uh i hope for the best for all of y'all but have a nice day